This is the day the Lord has made. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. How I many of you all are glad to be in the service one more time? This is Memorial Day weekend. And of course, as we engage in worship, we want to celebrate and commemorate those who have given their lives as far as this country is concerned and who have died on the field of battle. Uh, and we want to reflect upon them as well. As we move forward, as far as preparing for our worship experience this morning, want to just welcome all of those. St. Paul online, uh, digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage. want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and text the link of the worship service to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window and share this experience with others. Also, we just want to remind you that uh, wherever you're watching us right now, share this experience with others. Um, you can do a selfie, put it in the chat as well as share this link with others and let us know where you're watching us from as far as uh, today's worship experience is concerned. The newly minted MDiv, uh, uh, our minister Erica Minor is going to be leading us in worship. Let's give God praise celebrate her as she comes. Good morning, St. Paul. Good morning. Good morning. It has been quite a week. Some of you have had joyous occasions, but we have all seen the news today. And so we come in here today, maybe with sad hearts, maybe with heavy burdens. But Matthew 11, 28 through 29 reminds us, come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. St. Paul, whether you logged on to our virtual channel or you are here in the sanctuary this morning, you are here to serve a wonderful God who wants to lighten your burdens. You are here to worship a God who is able to do all things. Stand to your feet and worship our Savior today as the choir leads us in our morning hymn.
in the blood, the blood still works, y'all. Yes. While you are still on your feet, if you are able, if you can, turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. Philippians 1, verses 21 through 24 for our morning scripture. And while you're doing that, for those of you who are worshiping with us online, if you could put in the chat where you are worshiping with us from, let us know. We are happy that you decided to choose us today because we know you had other options, but we are grateful that you are part of our congregation today. Philippians 1, 21 through 24 reads, For to me, to live is Christ." and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. The word is already blessed. Let us bow for a word of prayer. God, our creator of life, your children are gathered virtually and in the walls of this church today to encounter you anew. Our souls thirst for a life-affirming experience. We need your presence to flood this sanctuary in unexpected ways today. Surprise us with the release of your glory to the end that people will be saved, minds will be transformed, faith will be increased, and that bodies will be healed. Lord, we ask that families will be restored and love will be the order of the day. Lord, because you are omnipresent, we are inviting you here today because we know that you are already here in our worship experience. Lord, you inhabit every moment of our lives. What we ask this morning is that you stir us up for your glory and for our good. In the mighty name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. God is great and he is greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down on the same. I just need to do a church check. Anybody in the house got a praise on their lip and a praise in their spirit? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Darius if you could give me a little right. I thought I was right when I did my sound check and I don't know if something got into the system, um, but good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is great to be back with you. Uh, on last week, uh, the family and I, we were in Asheville, and I call it a mission trip. A good friend of this church, the Reverend John Brewster, had quadruple bypass surgery. And um, he tried to come back to the pulpit a little too soon and had a setback. And so my predecessor, our pastor emeritus, Dr. Greg Maltz, has been reaching out to several pastors across the state asking us to go and uh, share in his pulpit uh, at our own expense. And so on last week, uh, the family and I, we were in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. That's God's country. Amen. That's a beautiful country. And um, I ask that you all will continue to lift up uh, First Lady Pierre because she has aggravated what is called Achilles tendonitis. And uh, she's still fine with a boot on. Amen. Amen. But continue to pray. Continue to pray for her. Amen. Amen. Listen, there are just a few things I want to share with you all as we move forward as far as this worship service is concerned. Um, I want to let you all know that we're going to be having a health fair, a health fair on Saturday, June the 11th. It's going to be in the parking lot. And so we want you to share with people. Uh, you can come and get uh, everything tested from diabetes to high blood pressure to whatever. Our medical team is coordinating that. And I want to thank God for our medical team for doing a wonderful job. Let's give God praise for them. Also, on June the 12th, we're going to have our annual Children's Day worship service. The children of St. Paul will be leading us in worship service, and so we're going to be working on getting uh, some of our children lined up to share as far as that experience is concerned. Also, on that Sunday, um, uh, the alumni that are here in Charlotte uh, of Jackson State University will be worshiping with us with us as well, and the president, uh, Mr. Thomas Hudson, and the uh, president of National Alumni Association will be with us in worship as well. And so uh, we'll, I'm looking forward to hosting the president of my alma mater, and I know that St. Paul will give him a wonderful Charlotte welcome, uh, as far as that's concerned. So we're looking forward to that wonderful day. I need you to uh, give consideration to something. Uh, on June the 25th at 10 o'clock, there is a COVID listening session that's going to take place for about an hour. Five people will be asked to be in a focus group. And so I want you to, if you're interested, call Dr. Redman to get further information on how you can participate. It's going to be virtual, but it is a COVID listening session. And I believe that it's going to deal with how COVID has impacted you uh, as well as others around you. On the fourth Sunday of June, the fourth Sunday of June is our annual graduation worship service. 
And our guest preacher will be uh, the Reverend Dr. Kevin Muriel, who is the pastor of the Cascade United Methodist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Registration is now open for our graduates, high school, trade school, community college, undergraduate, master, doctoral degree, law school, uh, graduate school. Uh, please go online to register uh, on the church website. The deadline is going to be June the 12th for you to be included. For those that are uh, getting master and doctoral degrees, if you are wearing your robe, please bring your hood. I want to do a special hooding ceremony uh, in front of the congregation to share in that. Um, and speaking of a uh, hooding ceremony, I am so godly proud of my daughter in ministry, uh, Minister Erica Minor, who on last Saturday received her Master of Divinity, graduating summa cum laude from Hood Theological Seminary. Amen. Oh, you could do better than that. She graduated summa cum laude. Amen. Amen. Your pastor graduated from Duke. Thank you, Lord. She graduated summa. And so uh, that's a wonderful, wonderful accomplishment. I'm, I'm definitely proud of her. Also, definitely proud of uh, Minister Eric Edwards, who has um, been given what is called a Duke Fellowship. Amen. Now, y'all really going to clap because a Duke Fellowship basically means he ain't got to pay for nothing next year. Amen. And he has, he and Erica and Jeff, um, uh, they have been such a great help to me uh, during this academic year. And I'm just so godly proud. So, hey, all of you all graduating, make sure that you go fill out your information. Also, scholarships are available. Um, and you have the opportunity to receive funds. Requirements vary for the various ministries that are giving funds. And so check out uh, online today the Academic Resource Ministry, Men of Valor, and the Deacon Family Ministry each have applications. The deadline is today. This is money that you can get that will help you as far as books and materials for school. Uh, the deadline is at 11.59.59 tonight. And so for questions, contact the ministry lead on the application. As I get ready to transition in prayer, just want to remind you that COVID is still real. Let me say that again. COVID is still real. And, um, um, and I know I have to keep saying this uh, because repetition really helps us to get it. Uh, the United States has crossed the million death mark as far as COVID is concerned. COVID is still real. People are still getting sick. And people are still dying. A good friend of mine uh, in uh, Fayetteville, uh, Dr. Reginald Wells, uh, was vaccinated, boosted, got COVID, and has been out of his pulpit for the last two and a half weeks. Um, and so COVID is still real. Remember, the vaccination does not keep you from getting COVID, but it sure does mitigate the impact that COVID can have on you. And he was sharing with me, he said, just imagine if I weren't vaccinated. I said, yeah, I wouldn't be talking to you. So COVID is still real. Uh, we're going to do what we're going to do here at St. Paul Church to make sure you stay safe and secure as possible. That's why we continue to wear the mask. 
That's why we try to practice social distancing. And uh, that's why I have to remind people that here at St. Paul, this is how we're going to flow for the the meantime. So I need you to help us um, uh, with that. We strongly encourage you to become vaccinated and uh, be mindful of, of what is going on. As we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned today, and we get ready to go to the Lord in prayer, got a lot of prayer concerns that I want to um, share with you. Um, I'm going to lift up the family of Sister Tatiana Robinson, the stepdaughter of disciple, step-granddaughter of disciple uh, Lula McCullough. Her services will be held June the 1st at Boston Roseboro Mortuary here in Charlotte at 10 a.m. Um, she's a 20-year-old, um, uh, her 20-year-old granddaughter. Uh, we want to pray for that family. We also want to lift up the family of Sister Christine, McC- Christine Kane, the sister of Disciple Faye Woodard. Um, we want to lift up the family of Brother Thomas Smith, the husband of Disciple Wanda Smith, his services were Friday at A.E. Greer and Sons here in Charlotte. So we want to continue to lift that family up in prayer. We want to lift up the family of Yvonne Smith, uh, Brother Alan Thomas, uh, who uh, I believe they're shifting to hospice care. We want to lift up Sister Yvonne Pettis, uh, who has been diagnosed with leukemia. We want to lift up Sister Deacon Tina Ross, who is going to have to have a biopsy. Uh, we want to lift up our Pastor Emeritus, uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond, and his wife, Lady Thomasina. I ask also, in particular, that we will lift up Sister Karen Archibald's brother, uh, Reverend Sean West, who was in a terrible car accident, head on collision. He had to have major surgery, uh, I believe, on his thigh bone, his femur. Um, And uh, we continue to pray for his healing. We thank God that the Lord allowed for him to survive, but he has a long road to recovery. And then I ask uh, that if you would do me this favor, we want to lift up Deacon Sylvia Audrey and lift up a good friend of mine. One day he's going to share with us in the preaching here at St. Paul Church, Dr. Emil and his wife, Shanda Thomas, who lost their 14-year-old daughter this past Tuesday to cancer. Um, I tell people that when you lose a loved one, you know, you never get over it. God just gives you the strength to deal with it. And um, I'm going to ask that uh, Minister Erica Minor would come and take us to the throne of grace um, as far as these prayer concerns. Let us go to God in prayer. God, our creator, we come to you this morning with hearts full of gratitude for all that you have already been to us. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you have poured upon us each and every day. Lord, we ask for forgiveness for all the times that we ignored the suffering and the chaos of others when we were able to do something about it. Lord, this morning we come to you asking extra special blessings for our brothers and sisters 
who are out west enduring the harm of wildfires that have caused them to be evacuated from their homes. Lord, we come humbly to you this morning, interceding on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Buffalo, yes, yes. our brothers and sisters in Laguna Woods, California, and our brothers and sisters in Uvalde, Texas. Lord, we ask that you wrap them in your loving arms, not just the survivors, not just those who were connected to the people, but for those who are related to the people who created such violent acts, who committed such sins, because all are grieving and hurting in a special way, Lord. And we just ask that you cover them and let them know that you are still their God too, Lord, and that they can cry out to you and call upon you in this special time of need. Lord, help us to keep love and compassion. There are so many things happening in this world back to back, and it is easy for us to become desensitized to what is occurring. Lord, remind us that we are your children and we are responsible for caring and loving all people in all situations. We are the church. We cannot be desensitized to what is occurring in this world. We must continue to act. We must continue to be the love and show the love of Christ to everyone. Lord, you heard the name. Church, Lord, we ask that you be news this week. They heard news about threatening illnesses and diseases that are attacking their bodies. Lord, people experience things such as car accidents this week. Lord, remind them that if they hope and trust in you, that you will renew their strength and that they can keep on pressing on as you hold their hand as they endure treatments and surgeries and as they are in places that they never thought they would be, as their bodies are striving to recover, Lord, remind them that you are able and that your will is always done. Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing for this church body and for our church family that we are able to do in the community. Lord, continue to bless our pastor and be with him, not just as he shepherds us, but as he pursues the presidential candidacy for the General Baptist State Convention. Keep his body in good health in good health and keep his body energized so that he can press on and carry out the will you have set before him. Bless him this morning as he gives us the word that you have poured into him to pour out onto us. Let it open minds, let it transform hearts, Lord, so that souls will be saved and for those of us who are already saved that we will change and be better to carry out your will. Lord, we thank you for all that you have already done and we know that even though we have come to you humbly, what we pray for the most, Lord, is that your will be done. And we believe you for it because your word tells us so. We believe that your will will be done this morning and we are trusting in you that you will move and act according to your will. Lord, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you believe that prayer is being answered, can you give God praise right now? Amen. 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 We're preparing to give and we're letting people come in to get seated and situated. Before we ask you to give, I just want to... Oh, would you just stand? I just want to recognize you if we have any first time guests here at St. Paul. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. so much for worshiping with us. Thank you so much. 
pre-COVID, we would have been coming by to shake your hand and doing all that stuff. But now, uh, uh, after COVID, we just going to wave at you and thank God for your presence. And we're certainly appreciative that you've taken time out of your schedule to be here at the St. Paul Church. Amen. As we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first one is, of course, by um, mailing your check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Or you can drop off your check, money order, or cash here at the church. Uh, if you decide to do that, call the church office first to make sure someone is here to receive it at 704-334-5309. The other way you can give is through online as far as ACS or Church Life. Um, and then you can also give through the app called Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give to St. Paul. If you have a physical offering here in the church today... There's a basket on the row in front of you, and at the appropriate time, you can give your offering just by dropping it in that basket, and our team will receive it. Amen? Amen. So as we prepare to go to the Lord, as far as prayer is concerned, to thank God for uh, the capacity to give, I'm going to ask those you who are able, if you would, place your offering in your right hand. Let's lift it toward the heavens. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to give to you right now. And we come and we give not grudgingly, nor out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. God, if you would, take these gifts of ours and multiply them in such a Godful way. That after all has been said and done, we will be able to say, look at what you've done with our gifts. God, bless us according to your word. For those that are practicing discipline and tithing, there's a special blessing connected to that. For those that have gone beyond the tithe, we know that you will gracefully bless as far as your word is concerned. For those who don't feel like they have to give anything, I pray you will tenderize their hearts and prompt them to give. We can't beat you giving, no matter how hard we try. Take these gifts now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those that have fiscal offering, if you will, place your offering in the basket in front of you, uh, and our team will receive it.
my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and he helps me my heart leaps for joy and with my song I will praise him I will praise him I will praise him us that the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Come on, let's give God praise for our singing ensemble, how they have blessed us this morning. Um, I forgot to mention, we want to continue to lift up um, brother uh, Anthony Farr uh, got word that he is back in the hospital uh, and so those of you all who know the words as well as worth the prayer uh, lift up um, he and his wife and his daughter and the rest of their family uh, he's been in and out of the hospital over the past few years and yet God is a keeper God is a keeper. And I also ask that we would lift up um, Reverend Kelly Baptist and her family um, as they are burying her aunt, who is also her godmother, um, uh, at this moment. Um, I want to call your attention to um, 1 Kings chapter 19 got a long passage of scripture that I want to read to you um, and hopefully and prayerfully um, shed some insights as far as um, this text is concerned. First Kings chapter 19 verses 1 through 18 from the New King James Version of the Word of God it reads like this and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me 
and more so if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, or in some texts it called a juniper tree. And he prayed, did y'all catch that? That he might die and said, it's enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. He said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rock in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, go. Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elijah, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. And it shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Haziel... Jehu will kill, and whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elijah will kill. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. I want to preach for a time that is mine, how to cope when God seems so far away. How to cope. When God 
seems so far away. Last week was a crazy week for the month of May as far as I'm concerned. And I'm drained. I'm tired of the craziness, chaos, confusion, and calamity that this nation has gone through just in this month. I'm ready for May to be over. A racist young white male goes to Buffalo, New York, drives over two hours, goes into a supermarket in a predominantly black neighborhood and kill 10 people that looks like you and me. Last week, a Latino young male goes into Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas and murders 19 children between the ages of 8 to 10 and 2 adults. Tired. Over 1 million people have died from COVID and its complications in America, and we still have folks, black and white, who are saying COVID ain't real. I believe on the 25th of this month was the second year anniversary of death of George Floyd. And can I be honest? Not much has changed how white police officers interact with people of color. St. Paul, can I tell you what really ticked me off about last week? And about Buffalo? What, 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 what disturbed me the most is all I've been hearing from folks is our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and the victims. Our thoughts and our prayers. And St. Paul, I, 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 just, I just literally wanted to vomit because I'm tired of empty platitudes. What good is it for you to talk about our thoughts and prayers or go out to the family and you ain't going to do nothing after you pray? As, as a matter of fact, I'll be honest, when, when, when I hear folks say that, it's some folks I don't want to pray for me. I don't, I don't want Mitch McConnell to pray for me. God knows I don't want Ted Cruz to pray for me. I, I don't want Wayne Pierre, who is over the NRA, to pray for me. It, it's some folks I don't want to pray because their, their, their prayer ain't going to go any farther than their feet. As a matter of fact, it won't rise. It'll just fall and and that's because some folks don't know what real prayer is 
The essence of prayer contains a lot of things. Praise, confession, repentance, thanksgiving, commitment, meditation, intercession, and supplication. In our prayer life, you and I should adore who God is and what God has done. That is praise. In our prayer life, we should admit our shortcomings and our sins. That's confession. In our prayer life, we should be prompted and change our behavior. That's repentance. In our prayer life, we should show gratitude for what God has done and for what God is doing and for what God will do. That's thanksgiving. In our prayer life, we should dedicate ourselves to the work, will, and ways of God. That's commitment. In our prayer life, we should be silent and listen to what God has to say. That's meditation. In our prayer life, we should lift up the concerns of others as well as ourselves. That's intercession. And in our prayer life, we should ask God for the things that we want and need. That's supplication. Today, I want to talk about supplication. Because this is the type of prayer that Elijah comes before God with in the text. Supplication is praying for our needs. And it brings us to the point in the sermon I present to you right now where Elijah, that bold Tishbite prophet, has just defeated 450 of Baal's prophets at Mount Carmel and another 400 prophets of Asherah. So together he has defeated 850 false prophets. He's now in the wilderness pouring out his soul to God in prayer. Did you see what he said? He said, Lord, it's too much. Take my life. I might as well be dead. That's what Elijah said. Did y'all catch that? Prayed for the Lord to take his life. He wanted to die. Elijah is sitting in the wilderness praying a prayer, somewhat like the prayers we pray. Lord, it's too much. I can't stand what's going on in my life. Have any of you all ever been there before? Where the weight seems so heavy? You didn't know how you were going to make it? Have have, have any of you all ever been there where it seemed like the more you prayed, the more deafening the silence of heaven? Have any of you ever been at the point where it seemed like the more you prayed, the worse your situation became? Have, have, Have you ever been in the wilderness? Where you cried all night long and got no relief. Uh, Have you ever been in the wilderness and and you said, Lord, I need you at least send me a sign that you hear me. And and God did not respond to your prayer text message. Here is this prophet after a major victory. Sitting under a broom tree. Feeling like a failure. 
And Elijah at this moment is in deep depression. <gasps> you mean to tell me that the man of God is dealing with depression? Yep. You, you mean to tell me <clears throat> that after a major victory, that the man of God is dealing with depression? Yep. Preacher wanted the Lord to take his life because things weren't going well for him. Have you ever been there? Got problems at the house, problems on the job, issues at school, mess in the church. Have you ever, have you, have you ever really just been in the wilderness? You prayed to God and God did not respond. I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be transparent right now. There have been some moments in my life where when I prayed to God, there was just silence. And God seemed so far away. No answer from heaven. No response. And I've had people that have come to me in private counsel saying, Pastor, I prayed and why aren't my prayers answered? And as people share their problems and pains and trials and tribulations, their tears and frustrations, they say, Pastor, I hear people talk about how good the Lord is. I hear people talk about how the Lord delivered them and how the Lord brought them out and how the Lord done wonderful things for them and I want to know what's wrong with me. What about those times when you were waiting to hear from heaven and there's been no answer? What about those times you poured out your heart in supplication and things didn't get better but they got worse? What about those times when your response to prayer has been silence? Think about that child that's gone bad. And you prayed and that child got even crazier. Think, think about the sickness that popped up out of nowhere and you asked God to heal you and you went back to the doctor and the doctor has given you a worse diagnosis than before. What, what, what about the fact that you're very qualified but you still can't get a job? Lord knows you need that job to support your family. You've been petitioning heaven and there's, there's no answer. God seems to be very far away. Cancer in your body. That devastating death that came out of nowhere. The irreconcilable ruptured relationship. The anger in your soul. The loneliness that dogs you late at night and the tears you hide from everybody but 
but Jesus. And there seems to be no answer from heaven. God seems to be so far away. And can I be honest? I'm being transparent. There are sometimes I don't feel like praying. Because what's the use? <laughs> Got to be real with this thing. And I know y'all didn't show up to service on a Memorial Day weekend to walk out feeling like this. But sometimes I think we shout too much and we don't lament and think enough. All I'm just trying to do is put as my late spiritual father, Charles Booth would say, trying to put the hay where the cows can get it. Have, have any of you all and I just need some honest folks right now. I, I don't need no super religious, super spiritual, churchy, churchy person. I, I just need some honest people that, that if you're honest, I, I need some folks that, that ain't afraid to admit with your pastor, there have been times you did not want to pray. All right. I'm, I'm glad I got a few of y'all. I need some honest folk that ain't afraid to admit there have been times you wanted to throw in the towel. And, 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 I, and I need some folks, I need some folks to really be honest about this, that, that you felt like God did not come through for you. Mm -hmm. This is where Elijah is. As we see him under the juniper tree, 23 miles in the wilderness. He has prayed and he has asked God to take his life. And God does not respond. God does not move the way he wants him to move. So I want you to wrestle with me just for a few moments. How can you and I cope when God seems so far away? How, how, can we, how can we make it? How can we deal with this? Um, I, I want to say, pray. <laughs> After all of that, I'm telling you to pray. Why? Because the text tells us that Elijah prayed to God even though God did not respond to Elijah. So you, you're going to need to pray. But there's something about prayer that I want to break down for you in this time because I promise as heavy as you feel right now, by the time I get to the end of this sermon, a whole lot of y'all going to beat me shouting. I guarantee it. I, I guarantee it. So, 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 so how can we cope when God seems so far away? And, and here's the thing I want you to understand. First of all, understand that God answers every prayer. In, in, in other words, there is consistency 
when it comes to prayer. Now, you're saying, Pastor, I, I, I don't get that. It's in verse 5 through 8. God answers every prayer, but it may not be the answer you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, God answers every prayer. Elijah, after he asked God, take my life, Elijah has an angel to wake him up, touch him, and say, get up. All prayers are answered, and you got to realize and remember that God will answer every prayer. Now, I'm getting ready to drop something on you for free. There's a difference between an unanswered prayer and an ungranted petition, because wishing ain't prayer. Uh-oh, I'm coming after a few of y'all. Uh, wishing ain't prayer. Elijah said he wished he was dead. That ain't prayer, y'all. Now, now you can go to the throne of grace, make all your wants and wishes known, have all your wants granted, have all your wishes granted, and still not receive an answer to your prayer. Think about that. Think about that because here's the deal. The purpose of prayer is to commune with God and have conversation with God. And the period of waiting for the granting of some request is often rewarded by a far greater gift than what you asked for. Because the gift that you need sometimes ain't the answer to your prayer, but it is the gift of God's God self. Now, 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 I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to make somebody shout because when I think about text, this shouts me. Elijah's prayer is answered, but his request is denied. See, y'all don't even know when to shout. Y'all don't even know when to shout. Because in this instance, what is denied is according to a much greater plan and the wisdom that God has for our future. Elijah said, Lord, take my life. And the Lord said, get up. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. See, 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 you need to thank God for saying no to some of your prayers. Listen, if you and I got everything we wanted from God, some of us would not be here right now. Too many of us, we look at God like God is some blessing slot machine or going to play the heavenly lotto or some sort of sanctified Santa Claus, blessing capitalism and a philosophy of prosperity. But when you have a dry spell like Elijah had, a dry spell where all you get is silence from heaven, when God seems so far away, you can lose your mind. But if you know that God has something better for you, he'll keep on praying even when God don't respond. Job, Job, Job said, Job said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear. That's hearsay. But then Job one day said, but now my eye sees y'all. That's heart sight. We say that God is love, but it's not enough to just say that God is love. You got to know that God is love. We, we say that God will hear our prayer. You got to know not only that will God hear your prayer, but know that sometimes God will say no to your prayer because the stuff you pray for, and I know I'm getting ready to make somebody mad, is stupid. Now, 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 now. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, 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 this, this, this is, this is what, this is what shouts me, and I know some of y'all not gonna like it because we are bought into this Americanized Christianity. But here's what blesses me: God at times will use a dry spell in your life so you can get closer to God, so that God can drop on you what God really wants you to have. Sometimes we want what we've been praying for more than we want God. Mm-hmm. 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 Y'all know what I mean by that. Many of us know we need the Lord's help and we want the Lord's help, but we don't want the Lord. When we don't get what we ask for, we're talking about we're done with God. What, 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 what happens? What happens to y'all when the marriage you've been praying about still winds up in divorce court? What, what happens when the trial you've been praying for has lost his or her ever loving mind? What, what happens when the one you love who is sick and you've been praying and they still don't get any better. What happens when the cancer does not go into remission? What happens when you don't find that Christian mate? What happens when folks continue to get on your reserve nerve? You fill in the blanks. You know what you need. this question, St. Paul, because this is going to be the litmus test in this season. If God does not respond to your prayer the way you want God to respond to it, my question is, will you still want God for God, or do you want to use God as a means for something else? Sometimes God says no. Because God knows what you're asking for, you really don't need. So sometimes God says no because God knows at that moment you stuck on stupid. Sometimes God says no because what you're praying for is out of a moment of darkness. And God knows it ain't in your best interests. Some things we pray for ain't God's timing for us. But I need to share this with some man, woman, boy, girl under the sound of my voice right now. Don't give up on God because God will not give up on you. Boy, one of the things that I can shout about being a black preacher and a black Baptist preacher at that is that we got some hymns that will remind us of the faithfulness of God. 
It's like Charles Tinley said, trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. But he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die for we'll understand it better. Y'all help me preach the same by and by. When the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered together at home, we will tell the story of how we overcome and we will understand it better by and by. If your prayer life is drawing you closer to God and helping you to understand and appreciate who God is, then you can shout even when God don't move the way you want God to move because you know that God is more than consistent. Understand, God ain't on vacation. God has not closed up the shop to the throne of grace. The angel touched Elijah and said, boy, get up. Got some stuff for you to do. But, but, but not only is there consistency when they come to prayer, you got to learn how to shout on the configuration of prayer. Configuration, that's, that's, that's dealing with the shape a prayer. That's in verses 9 through 12 and I want to slow walk you just for a moment because the response to your prayer does not always come the way you expect it. The, the shape, the configuration may be different than what you expected. Job, when he was going through all that stuff he was going through, prayed to God, asked God, argued with God, debated with God, and if you read Job from chapter 5 to chapter 37, Job is going back with his boys and going back and forth with God, and there is no answer. Listen, Job had a whole bunch of questions, Job had a whole bunch of issues, and y'all stop saying that Job was patient, because Job was not patient, he just hung in there. Job, Job had a whole lot of questions for God. And from Job chapter 5 to Job chapter 37, Job is just ranting and raving, going off on God, talking about where are you, Lord? And in chapter 38, God says, hey, Job, here I am. I heard you've been looking for me. And since you've been looking for me, you got all these questions. But before I answer any of your questions, I got some questions for you, Job. Job, where were you when I laid down the foundations of the world? Come on, Job. Let's have a debate now, Job. Where were you when I made the snowflake? Where were you when I made the behemoth? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth and the sea? Come on, Job. Talk to me. Where were you when I flung the stars against the black canvas of the universe? Certainly, Job. You know all this. And you know what Job said? Job said, God, you don't even need to answer my question. Just the mere fact that you responded is good enough for me. Here is the shout of this move for me, y'all. Elijah wanted to die. And he went to God with that request twice. Elijah wanted to die. But the answer to his prayer took on a different shape. Elijah is saying, Lord, kill me. And God is saying, eat. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah is saying, Lord, take my life. And the Lord is saying, get up. Elijah is saying, Lord, I don't feel like living anymore. And God is saying, I got something else for you to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, now watch, watch, 
Watch, watch, watch, watch how God, watch how God messes up Elijah. Uh, 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 uh. God tells Elijah, I want you to go stand out on the mountain. He goes to the mountain. The Lord passes by, sends a major hurricane wind, but God ain't there. The wind stopped blowing after splitting the rocks, and then there was an earthquake, but God wasn't there. Uh, the answer did not come in the form that Elijah had anticipated. So watch this. So after the wind, after the earthquake, there was a fire. But, but, but God wasn't in the fire. Now, these are considered to be, ooh, help me preach this thing, God, theophanies. Theophanies are places where God shows up in nature. So, so he wasn't in the wind. But last time I read something about God doing something with the wind was when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And when they got to the Red Sea, that a mighty rushing wind came and blew and it parted the Red Sea. So I know God can be in the Red Sea. Uh, all right, but, but he ain't in the wind in this text. Uh, last time I read my Bible, I, I, I saw that God could also be in an earthquake where he would move the earth in such a way that when the children were at Mount Sinai and God was giving them the commandments and they started acting ignorant, he sent an earthquake that shook that mountain. But, but God wasn't in an earthquake in this. And God knows we know that God could be in a fire because he called Moses from a burning bush. But in this text, God ain't there. The answer did not come in the shape that Elijah wanted. Bible says that in a still, small voice, he heard from God. See, you see, 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 in a still, small voice. And when we pray for supplication, we have something we want the Lord to do for us. And God has something he wanted to do for Elijah. The shape of the answer to your prayer was different than what you expected. You need to learn how to give God praise that he may not come when you want him to come, but he's always on time. And he may not move the way you want him to move, but the way he moves is going to be better for you than what you originally had wanted. Elijah wanted to die. God gives him something to drink, something to eat, and gives him an assignment. As a matter of fact, this is how awesome God is. The Bible says that the food and the drink that Elijah had gave him strength for 40 days. He was looking for something loud. And the Lord said, Elijah. He was looking for sympathy. And the Lord gave him an assignment. Let me close. Uh, consistency configuration but the final thing I want to drop on you is confirmation what God says in response to our 
prayers. Verse 13 through 18. Here, here, here's, here's the problem with a lot of us. Is that we are people pleasers. Instead of God pleasers. And when you try to please people, you will always be fear, be in fear of the people you want to either please or overcome. The one thing about people is that they will always leave you in a constant state of fear. We're afraid we will not please this one. And if we please this one, we won't please that one. People pleasers are always scared. And can't speak truth to power. I am not, and this is why I get into trouble around here in St. Paul, because I ain't trying to please y'all. Yep, I ain't get too many claps. That's all right, because I ain't here to please you anyway. I'm here to please God. I'm here to please God. See, the content of what God is trying to say to you is more important than the request of your prayers. Elijah was a people pleaser. And he was taking his signals from folks. Because notice what Jezebel said. Jezebel sent Elijah a threat. And said, boy, I'm going to get you. And Elijah took his signals from Jezebel instead of God. So Elijah became scared for his life. People pleasers will always be afraid. He was taking his signals from the wrong source. And God, in the content of his response, had to straighten Elijah out. Here's what Elijah did. Here's what God did. God said, Elijah, let me scotinize it. God said, Elijah, shut up. Come here. Be still and know. The wind come by and split the mountains, but it didn't blow Elijah one bit. You missed a shout. I said, the wind came by, split the mountain, but it didn't blow Elijah one bit. You still don't know when to shout. I said, the wind came by, split the mountain, didn't blow Elijah one bit. An earthquake destroyed from Sinai to Damascus, but Elijah was unharmed. All God was saying, listen, be still and know, I got some orders for you. I'm the one in charge, not Jezebel and Ahab. Sometimes our seemingly unanswered prayers is God's way of telling us, I've heard what you've been asking for but I want you to want me more than you want what you've been asking for. Be still and know that I am God. It is in the stillness of your prayers that another great thing you and I got to learn because so many times we think getting out of trouble into the comfort of prayer is what we need, but God is saying, I'm not going to get you out of the trouble. I'm going to bring you through the trouble and let you stand in the trouble so that when you stand, people will know I am by your side and I am covering you. The wind should have knocked him off the mountain, but God was covering him. The earthquake should have destroyed him, but God was covering him. The fire should have burned him up, but God was covering him. And I want to let somebody know because somebody go get this. You don't even know when to thank God because the stuff that should have killed you you're still standing because God was covering you. Woo! (sighs) 
is not an escape hatch from trouble. <laughs> Prayer is not getting out of the fight. But prayer is having the strength and courage to stay in the fight and watch God fight through you. Let me... <laughs> Verse 15 through 18. Am I doing okay? All right. Okay. Now, just know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get a pulse for the congregation. I ain't trying to please y'all. I'm trying to please God. I'm trying to get a pulse. I'm trying to make sure I'm making sense. Because in verse 15 through verse 18, notice what God does. God says, listen, go back. <laughs> go back to where Ahab and Jezebel are and know I'm with you. I got some assignments for you. I want you to go and anoint Haziel as king. I, 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 got, I got some assignments. I got some assignments. I got some assignments for you. I want you to go and anoint Jehu as king of Israel. And, and I, I want you to even anoint your successor. In other words, in other words, in other words, God was saying, uh, 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 Elijah, I ain't through with you yet. I want you to go back to the very people that's trying to kill you and stand before them and carry out the assignment because guess what? If Hazel don't get Ahab and Jezebel, Jehu will. And if Jehu don't get Ahab and Jezebel, Elijah will. But guess what? You ain't got to worry about handling them because I already got them taken care of. Let me... I, I, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you to stay with the Lord because when you stay with the Lord, you will discover that God is the I am for everything that you need. Even when it seems like your prayer ain't being answered, I dare you to keep on praying. Even when it seems like God ain't responding to your prayer, I dare you to keep down falling on your knees and telling the Lord, Father, I stretch my hands to thee, no other help I know. I dare you that if you trust and never doubt, one day the Lord will surely bring you out. It is in prayer where you understand that God will give you strength and God will give you courage and God will give you power and God will give you grace and God will give you fire and God will give you fight and God will give you hope and God will give you grace and God will give you mercy and God will give you forgiveness. I dare you to right now keep on praying because the Lord is no shorter than his word. I I dare you right now. Don't give up. God is with you. Don't give up. Keep pressing toward the mark. Don't give up. The goal line is a reach. Don't give up. God didn't bring you this far to leave you right now. Don't give up. The Lord is your light and your salvation. Don't give up. The Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. Don't give up. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall battle with eagles like wings like an eagle. 
eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Don't give up weeping may endure for a night but joy will come in the morning don't give up God is with you God fights for you God will not leave you don't give up The text, the sermon title was How to Cope When It Seems Like God is Far Away. But I need to give somebody this shout right now. It seemed like he far. But the moment that he seems the farthest is when he's actually the closest. I'm done. There, there may be somebody uh, in this place right now who feel like God is far away. But don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't drop out. Because your breakthrough is right around the corner. Your, your, your deliverance is, is, is a few steps down the road. Your salvation is nigh. There may be some man, woman, boy, or girl in the house right now. Who, who, who don't understand who don't quite understand is because you're not in relationship. I want to invite you to a relationship with the God of this universe, the God of creation, the God of the cosmos. God desires to be in relationship with you right now. And it's a very simple prayer. A simple prayer of asking, a simple prayer of new life. And I want to lead you in this prayer prayer of new life, prayer of brand new starts. So if, if you wouldn't mind praying after me this short prayer and repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I want you in my life. I desire eternal life. I believe you sent Jesus as the answer to my prayer. I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Come into my life have your way in my life forgive me of all my sins help me be the person you want me to be in the name of Jesus I pray this prayer amen amen hear me hear me well if you prayed that prayer you meant that prayer online or in this house salvation is yours is it really that easy yes because you ain't saved by your works you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you want a relationship with the God of this universe, I want you to hear me and hear me well. 
If you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you've never been baptized, or maybe you've been baptized, but you didn't understand what was happening when you were younger, but now you get it. You want a relationship with God as your father, Jesus Christ as your elder brother, the Holy Spirit as your comforter and your guide. If you want that relationship right now, for real, for real, hear me and hear me well. If you're in the house, I just want you to raise your hand. If you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, just raise your hand, just raise your hand, just raise your hand. I want you to hear me and hear me well. Deacons come into the aisles. I want you to hear me and hear me well. If you got your hand up and you're serious about that, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. If you got your hand up, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down. I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Come on. 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 St. Paul, we could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. I want you to come down right now. If you are watching us on Facebook or on our website and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, type in salvation in the chat box. When our digital ministers are going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or on telephone, email us at connect at spbc.org. SBBC, connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church at 704-334-5309. Bye. I can say this without hesitation. I know tomorrow's Memorial Day, but if you call the church office by 5 o'clock tomorrow, even on Memorial Day, somebody will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are as far as being a part of this church. Amen. Amen. Here's my second call. If you're here right now, you're saying, listen, Pastor, I'm already saved. I got a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but I don't have a church home. You're bouncing around from place to place. You want to get connected to the church because guess what? Jesus Christ established the church. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you are here in the sanctuary right now, you don't have a church home or you want to join us under watch care. You're going to be here temporarily. You want to just roll with us until you go back home. I would love for you to do that. So hear me, hear me well. If you're in the church right now in this physical space, you don't have a church home or you're just looking to connect till you get back home, would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. You don't have a church home. You're looking to connect until you get back home. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. 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 If you're watching us online, I want you to type in connect on Facebook or on our church website. When our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on telephone, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church office at 704-334-5309. Let us know you want to unite with us based upon your experience with Jesus Christ and we would love to do life with you. Amen. St. Paul, can we celebrate these that have taken the opportunity to come? We could do a whole lot better than that. Before COVID, I would come down and shake your hand and, 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 and give you a, a, a hug and, and, and thank God for you. But I'm going to do fist bump, all right? I'm going to do fist bump. Is that all right? And so I want you to follow. Uh, we have a couple of people over here that's going to help you to uh, understand the decision that you're making. So I want to give you, God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Y'all going to get the biggest cheer? Come on, St. Paul.
Let's give God praise. We could do a whole lot better than that. Let's give God praise. Listen, let's go ahead and stand. We're getting ready to get out of here. Getting ready to get out of here. God constantly reminds us that God is the one in charge. Whatever you do, even when you don't feel like praying, don't give up. Don't give up. Prayer is a discipline. You know what discipline is? Discipline means you got to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. All right, let me put it like this. Brushing your teeth should be a discipline. I might need to go further than that. Taking a shower or a bath should be a discipline. Not when you feel like it, but at least every day. That's what prayer is. It's a discipline. Don't give up on God. Even, like I said, when it seems, and the working word, it seems like God is far away because he's not. He's not. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we thank you for the gifts you have sent our way. We pray the word that has been dropped in this house today will captivate and stir up a closer walk with you. Dismiss us from this moment, never from your presence. Keep us in your sovereign care. And then sometime this week, bring us back together in work, worship, worship, witness, and word where we can grow and become better in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To all the wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forevermore. And the people through their mass said, Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Be safe during this Memorial Day weekend and take care of yourself. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you even more. Have a great day.